And I tell you, great readings, great readings. And the readings, I think, today, if you can talk about them, they have everything to do with the holiness of God, the lowliness of man, and the commission of God. We need to look first at the holiness of God. What God has done, all three readings touch that. If we go to the Gospel of coming, first let's go to the Old Testament, to the um, call of Isaiah, in, uh, in your pew Bibles, 751, page 751, but it's in the rest of it's Isaiah chapter 6. And it talks about the vision. In the king of Uzziah that died, I saw and seated on a high and lofty throne with the train of his garment filling the temple. He saw the Lord, huh? Seraphim were stationed above. Each of them had six wings, da 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 In verse 3, they all cried out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. They cried out one to another. All the earth is filled with his glory. At the sound of the cry, the frame of the door shook, and the house was filled with smoke or incense. And so, first of all, he gets his vision of the glory of God. And the same with the gospel today. If you go to the gospel, you sit there and see what happens at the gospel. They can't do anything. They've tried everything. They can't catch anything. And God says, go ahead and put there. Okay, well, you know, you, you think you know everything. Well, we'll show you. And they went and they put their nets down. They caught so many fish, they didn't know what to do with them. To go to the second reading today, here's Paul crying out that I preach to you that Christ died for our sins, huh? And on the third day he was buried, he raised from the dead in a bunch of scriptures. He appeared that he is alive. So he's talking about the power of this resurrection. So each things, everything, and each of these people would become great preachers. Isaiah in the Old Testament, Peter, James, and John in the Gospel, Paul later on, first had to deal with an experience of the holiness of God, of the grandeur of God, of the all-powerful omnipotence of Almighty God. And so too must it be with us. You know, again, they were simple things, or not, maybe not Isaiah wasn't simple, huh? But here, when Jesus was there, he just said, go put some, get some fish. And they caught fish. Very simple daily thing. And yet, they realized it was through the power of God. So too here with us today, huh? Great power. What happens in this very place, in this very room? Bread and wine will become Almighty God on this very altar. We are in the presence of Almighty God in a tabernacle. The God, the King of the universe, powerful, awesome God, humbles himself before us. That's a miracle, 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 miracle. The greatest of miracles, the experience of God and his holiness and his power in our presence this day. And we got to experience that and the wonder. It's having a wonder in life. You know, I'm still a person that gets wondered by little stupid things. Huh? Yesterday, all day, I was finding out, you know, I put all this stuff together for Bread of Life and put all these uh, cards together and made up. And I was sitting like a little kid yesterday because every time I'd choose something new with my new computer, it had all these new things on it could do all this stuff for me. I'm sitting there saying, Thanks, God. Oh, this is great, God. And I'm sitting there. I was like a little kid for little stupid things that my computer could do that none of my other computers could do. It's like, oh, look at that. Oh, oh, it's great. And I'm sitting there doing that like that to God. Oh, it's great, God. And he's sitting there. Stupid thing like computer. Well, 100 years, that would have been a very big miracle to see something. That's simple. 
as this little box giving me all these things and putting forth all this. If I'd have had it 10 years ago, what I had today, I'd have been jumping up and down like I was jumping up and down yesterday. You woke up this morning. It's a great thing. You could walk. You could see. You know how much it takes just to be able to see something for the light to hit just right, to go into your eyes, to go backward, turn it upside down, and turn it right side back up in your mind? It's a miracle. We are confronted with everything in life is miraculous if we allow it to be, if we stand in awe of all that God gives us. And it's the little things I've told you before, like uh, uh, next door, sister, mother over there at Emmanuel. When she was a little girl, her mother would say, isn't God good? She, he made the potatoes taste different than the pork chops. The pork chops taste different than the peas. He could have made everything taste the same. But God gives us these little gifts to show us that he loves us. But then also we can, we're confronted with the awesomeness of God. People who don't believe in God have lost all wonder in their life. They've lost astonishment. They've lost the wonder for their very existence. But once we're confronted with this wonder, what happens to all three of these people? Isaiah puts his head down and says, Woe to me, huh? He falls down and he says, Woe to me, I am doomed. I'm a man of unclean lips. You go to Peter. Peter falls down on his face at the feast of Jesus and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Paul cries out the same thing. He says, I am the least of the apostles. I am nothing. It's, and that's what it is. And so we got to come to that reality, too, that in myself, I am nothing. You know, uh, a couple of weeks, months ago when I was at the bishop, you know, the bishop's talking to me and he was talking about bread of life and what we're going to do and where we're going to go if we can. And, you know, and he sat there and says, you know, Larry, and if, you know, you go build a church, what if they move you and they put another priest there? And I says, Bishop, you haven't got it yet, have you? I am nothing. And that's reality. You know, Bread of Life is run by a lot more people than Father Larry. I just do the littlest bit here. You know, it's everything else. And we've got to realize that who we are. He looked at me and he says, Larry. And I said, Bishop, I am in nothing. That's it. You know, when I go around all the places I've been, you know, it's nothing. So what? You know, we had this past week a great thing at uh, prep. We had Governor, governor yeah, Senator Santorum there. And here is man, pro-life man, praise God, who sat there, Catholic man, praise God, <laughs> who sat there and talked about, you know, 20 years ago, I met you, and none of the kids knew. Anybody remember who the senator was, one of the senators in Pennsylvania 20 years ago? And nobody could remember him. But he says, you know what? My kids will know who their dad is 20 years from now. My wife will know who her husband was. The most important thing I do is be a dad and to be a husband. And he says, and, I, and I, you know what? And one day I'm going to stand before God, and he's not going to care that I was a senator. I'm going to stand before him, and I'll have to give an account of my life before God. And I thought, yes, yes, you got it, you get it, yes, yes, yes. You realize that no matter what we do in life, this means nothing. I got to stand before God. Was I a loving person? Was I a person who was filled with wanting to bring others to God? Was it all about him and not about me? See, that's what it got to be. My life cannot be about me. It got to be about him. 
Because whenever I waste my life on me, it's too much. Look who I am. Look what I've done. Lord, leave me. I am a sinful, miserable person. And then when you do it, and I do that, God will take you and me and he'll lift us up. And he says, now that you know who you are, I'm going to do a great work with you. I'm going to use you and you're going to do great things. And that's what he did with Isaiah. That's what he did with the apostles. That's what he did with Paul. When they realized who they were and they realized the holiness and the power of God, they could do anything together with God. What God commissions you and me to do is to work with Him, to be co-creators with Him, to be workers with Him, knowing that it's all from Him. Because here Paul would say, again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, at the end of it on page, uh, on verse uh, 10, page 1247, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all the others. So what we got to do is we got to know who we are, but we got to work with God. We got to do our part. We got to be toiling, working with all that we are. And what are we working for? The salvation of others. Is that what you and I are working for? Are we working for the salvation of other people? Are we knowing, you know, because, Lord, I'm not a good speaker, or Lord, I can't, uh, you know, you know I, I'm, I get embarrassed talking to other people about you. You know what I am? I'm nothing. But you are holy. So, Lord, I give you permission to use me, and I will work and cooperate with your grace for what? to fulfill the Great Commission. And what's the Great Commission? Go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that every one of us here, that he said, I will make you fishers of men. He's going to make you fishers of men and women too. He said to Isaiah, go forth and preach. He told him to preach. He said to Paul, go and bring others to me. And he says the same to you and me today. Go. Make disciples. Bring people to the knowledge of my love. Don't just sit there and go to bread of life. That's a waste. Go forth from here and bring others to the knowledge of my love, to the knowledge of my salvation. You and I will give an account of our lives someday before God, and he will ask us, again as I've talked before, where are your brothers and sisters? Did you bring anybody with you? Did you share my love with anybody? Did you toil for that reality? And it begins, those of you who are parents, it begins with your children, right there. Those of you who are in high school, it begins with your friends you're with high school with every day. Those of you who are at work, it begins with people you work with every day. Everybody, every place, God has put people into your lives so that you can tell them about him. So we got to do it. You know, today we have people coming into our church because you told them about him. But these people are coming in our church today. <laughs> you think, <laughs> it's easy now. <laughs> Wait, because now your job is to go forth and to tell other people about him. That all of us are called to be evangelists. You know, the number one thing that should make bread of life different than any place else, and it really shouldn't be different, they should all be doing this, is that everybody here should be an evangelist. 
Everybody here should know that your commission from Almighty God Himself is to go forth and to proclaim the gospel. It's not just Father Larry's job, and don't put it off on him. It's not just Billy Graham's job. It's your job. God has commissioned you to go forth, as he did Isaiah, as he did Peter, James, and John, as he did Paul. Now today, he does you. Are you willing to fulfill the Great Commission? You better be. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen. <laughs>